Hey guys, it's Morshed and you're listening to Unhandled Exception Show. Today we are diving deep into how software engineers can shape and transform society with our special guest, Deborah. Thanks for joining Deborah. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So would you would you give us some insights in your background and your and your journey in software development? Yeah, absolutely. Um so uh, I am 40 years old, uh, which puts me at a certain time period of software development. Um, yeah. So when I was 10 years old, I started to learn C and C++. Yeah. Um, and so that was first when I began with my personal computer at home. And I was introduced into computing um, because my family also worked uh, in computing. My mom was a transcriptionist and my dad was an engineer. So I was introduced uh, in that way. And then in college, um, I also studied uh, computer science and mathematics. And from there, um, I entered the field as a web developer um, at different agencies working on projects uh, for large clients. Very nice. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, what, what are you currently doing? And what, what projects are you currently working on? Yeah. Um, so right now I do a lot of consulting for early stage startups. Mm -hmm. I am a uh, fractional CTO. So I help companies build their roadmap for scaling and being able to raise money and build their first MVP. Okay. And that, yes. And um, right now I have several clients uh, that I work on the architecture mm -hmm. to improve uh, their system. So a lot of AWS, mm -hmm. some Vercel, um, a lot of uh, DevOps and a lot of uh, JavaScript and Python. So different platforms, um, but uh, I typically lead a team of engineers and then have my own ownership of work that I do uh, on the platforms as well. That's very nice. Mm -hmm. Can you share some examples of software engineering projects that you think have impact, have made an impact uh, to the society? Definitely. I think one thing that people have probably talked about a lot in recent years is, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Yeah. I, I believe, um, the ability to also have access to that code, the fact that it's part of the open source um, yeah. community is really huge because there's a lot of learning that people can do just from getting involved. It's very open to join, to contribute. Um, yeah. I, I also in 2017 started um, being an Ethereum developer and there's mm. a lot, there's a lot that I learned through that process. Uh, and I was really excited to learn more about, you know, ledger databases, yep. you know, the actual blockchain, um, and uh, also the whole theory behind encryption, consensus, everything around cryptocurrency. So I think something like that is very powerful because it will be the future of finance and how, you know, our money will will look like on the back end. I think um, once it gets ironed out, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of good learnings there. So I, I definitely think that uh, projects like Ethereum, especially more so than Bitcoin, because Ethereum has a very large community of yeah. builders. Um, I think that made a real big change for people that um, 
could join, go to a meetup. You know, it's it's a pretty vibrant and open community. Yeah, I mean, when you started uh, out as an Ethereum developer, mm -hmm. um, what are a couple of things that influenced you to get started? Yeah, I was really interested in the technology. Um, at the time, I had shifted my focus into serverless architecture. Right. Um, so there was a lot of crossover there in terms of um, working with the different nodes, um, working with a uh, more of like the network and platform background. And so that's why I got into Ethereum. Um, and specifically when I got started, uh, there was a site called Gitcoin. It's a little bit different now, but okay. I worked on bug bounties. So the way that I learned is that I actually got involved working, um, fixing bugs and also doing feature requests for different uh, companies. And that was pretty much the best experience I had because I was able to, you know, casually as I could work on pro work on things and learn from yeah. everyone in the field and also see the code base of all these companies. Um, wow. So just being able to go through the code of, you know, uh, you know, like one project I worked on was uh, called Status which mm -hmm. was like a, a web three browser and wallet. Um, it was great to be able to work on that and see what that code looked like behind the scenes. Very nice. I think the best way, one of the best way to learn something is to kind of fix new bugs or kind mm -hmm. of add a new features so that you can get accustomed uh, to the code base. So exactly. Fantastic yeah. way for you to get started with uh, Ethereum. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of open source, what role does open source software play in shaping and like transforming the society? Yeah, I think open source is really important uh, from the perspective that when you have proprietary software, mm -hmm. you're not really aware of what is going on in the code. And yeah. with open source, the idea of being able to contribute and grow some function of society through software is is I think one of the most powerful things. Um, you know, uh, Linux, you know, be, being one thing where mm -hmm. having an open source platform and then the business model of offering just consulting based upon the open source has been a business model that uh, has been able to let code grow um, and also take on uh, a new way of allowing for future development um, of product owners of different features because anyone who uses it can contribute to it if there's some part that needs to be added mm -hmm. um, you can you can submit that to be part of the core project or you can manage it yourself as your own mm -hmm. you know project and so i think the ability to grow out outside of a product that's driven by the business but instead by the users is what's core about open source. Oh, that's very nice. And what ethical consideration should software engineers keep in mind when creating technology? I mean, uh, either open source or, you know, in-house that can influence the society. Yeah, I think uh, an important thing to think about with software engineering, making an impact on society is to think about the use case of how the end user experiences it. Mm -hmm. For example, um, you know, definitely with front end engineering, you have the ability to affect uh, you, the user experience through the visual 
uh, aspect of the application. Yeah. Um, but, but also even in the back end, um, to be able to understand how users' data is being used, like the security around it, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot. There's a lot of levels to software that I think the more that developers are comfortable using and seeing certain paradigms or protocols being used, that popularity will allow them to also guide the voice of what should the future be. You know, I think, um, especially like with cookies, you know, mm -hmm. recently, and a lot of things about privacy, um, I think we'll see more of that in the future. But now, especially with AI, um, mm -hmm. like understanding, you know, how the full code base is using data, I think is one of the most important things like for a software engineer now, um, because it is an evolutionary thing uh, that, you know, each step of the way changes that developers make will impact society at large um, in how they're able to look at data, have ownership of it, and be able to use it within their own products. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I definitely agree with you. I mean, especially uh, it's important for us to protect the data um, and mm -hmm. kind of allowing uh, kind of malicious people to kind of access them. It makes sense to keep that in mind, data in mind, both front end and back end. Yes. Um, can you give some examples of software engineers uh, or who are involved in projects that support social fairness and equality? Yeah, um, I think uh, going back, well, with social fairness and equality, I think one of, um, if I could think of a project in particular, mm -hmm. um, I would say that for a lot of people, being able to be a software engineer allows you a lot of experience with a, hold on, I gotta fix this. <laughs> no worries. Being a social engineer, uh, sorry, being a software engineer gives you the ability to interact with a very diverse um, uh, workplace and other people. And I think working on projects that are international um, is is very important um, because the more people are able to work on software together and solve problems together, um, the more global a software can become. Um, and I think it's really important for people with diverse backgrounds and skill sets um, to have their voices heard on, on any project. Um, mm. So it, it could be any kind of application but I think with software development more so than any other industry, the ability to work with people around the globe, even, even with limited language skills or communication to actually communicate, people are able to find a way to work together and build products. And I think that's absolutely crucial to the, to the future of, of working and having a, um, a, a very healthy view on, on the global picture um, because I think that's where we can start to see change in terms of, um, you know, a, a global vision, seeing outside of countries and languages, and being able to build products that affect people on a humanitarian level. Yeah, 
And what do you think are some of the ways some people can or companies can overcome some barriers, like cultural barriers or language barriers when collaborating on projects? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I only know one language, unfortunately. Mm. Um, people who know multiple languages, even if it is just basic or, you know, not too advanced, mm. I think working on, uh, you know, speaking is very important. I mm. always recommend people to do, you know, uh, things like this, like interviews, podcasts, or mm. to not in their career also be able to speak or seek out speaking engagements, um, even writing articles. Um, mm. Because through that journey, you're also exposed to maybe the language you want to write in and you see more people using terminology uh, that you're used to um, in a different language. And so I think adding that to your, uh, your goals is, is very important. Um, and I also think that, you know, being very honest with, if you have teammates that um, speak another language or are from a different culture, spend a good amount of time learning about that culture um, mm. and talking to them outside of work. I, I always make a point to talk to all of my colleagues and to learn or to, um, you know, try, try to learn different parts of the language together. Um, and we do so together. Like I, we do the same on both sides where they'll ask me things, I'll ask them things. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot that we learn about each other that we just don't make assumptions. Um, so yeah, definitely lean on your colleagues um, and anybody else you have access to um, in your career uh, and just be very honest about it and let them know that you're, you're wanting to engage um, and kind of, you know, uh, breach that barrier. Absolutely. And what are, can you give some, like, uh, can you give some advice or tips for new engineers, uh, how they can make a positive difference to the society if they're just starting out? Yeah, for new engineers, Again, um, I love the open source community um, just because you anybody can just start getting involved. Um, and, you know, you're just able to see so many code bases and get involved on, on so many different things. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, uh, you know, representing like who you really are authentically is very important. Um, and so I think for new engineers, uh, you know, making that impact is um, from the get-go letting people know that there is uh, either like a, a social cause that you that you believe in or is there there's some belief that you have. Um, it's very easy in startups or with entrepreneurship to be able to speak about things that you believe in or that inspire you. Yeah. Um, but even in more corporate settings, um, I think it's always important to talk about the good things and like what, what you're really positive about um, because our job involves things that um, are either need to be fixed or yeah. there's something wrong. And so it's very easy to get stuck talking from a place um, of scarcity because <laughs> we're always fixing things. Mm. Um, and that's from a technical perspective um, that we always kind of speak that way, but to try to speak positively 
um, uh, and always make a positive impact. Um, I think I think that goes a long way um, in just your overall uh, demeanor and how you feel at work, but also how you influence others. And then you're able to then extend the conversation to other things that um, are important to you. I mean, that's a great advice, like having positive attitude and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and the enthusiasm when you're kind of working on a project and uh, thinking how um, it's going to help help the society or the company or mm -hmm. everyone else in grand scheme of things. I love that. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thanks, Deborah, for kind of being on the show. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And to all our amazing listeners, your support means a lot to us. If you enjoy today's show, please hit the subscribe button. This way you won't miss our future talks. Plus, for exclusive update, don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter. To do so, simply click the newsletter sign-up link in the description. We are very excited to have you on board and wishing a fantastic day ahead.